Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 63. I'm Carly Dizano, a New Year's resolution coach obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. A couple of months ago now, back in episode 53, to celebrate the one year anniversary of the podcast, I did an Ask Me Anything episode. And so I answered a bunch of questions that I received specifically for that episode and over the year. And I also hinted that I had questions related to goals and resolutions that I would be answering in future episodes. And so one of those episodes specifically answering goal related questions was episode 55, where I answered the top 10 goal related questions that I get asked on a regular basis. And then On a related note, I have waited a couple of weeks because I have been really pondering this episode as a response to a lot of the resolution related questions that I get asked. And although I'm not going to do like a top 10 questions episode again, I wanted to take a slightly different spin on that by looking today at my top 10 tips for reaching your resolutions or keeping your resolutions, however you want to look at it. And so while I know it may be annoying that I'm not answering the questions directly, I think that this is a better way to approach them. And through sharing these tips, I will be inherently answering the questions that I normally get asked about resolutions. And since resolutions are a subset of goals, the top 10 goal related questions episode is also helpful about like why you should set them to begin with, when you should set them and all of that. So if you have questions related to that kind of topic, go back to episode 55 and tune in there, but specifically looking at resolutions, which let's be real is what my work in this podcast is really all about, even though not all people choose to conceptualize their resolutions this way. So I wanted to make sure that we gave resolutions the attention and the respect that they deserve. And we also know that I love list episodes, so (laughs) that's maybe where the idea for this episode comes in as well. But the number one tip, or the first tip at least, these aren't in any particular order, but they do span the entire resolution setting process, as you'll see as we go through the list. So I don't consider any of them to be more important or prioritized over others, but they are tips that I think when you take all of them into account, especially in conjunction with everything else we've ever talked about on the podcast, about keeping and setting resolutions goals, then I think you are in a fantastic position to carry them out. But these tie in pretty specifically to the idea of resolutions and how to make keeping them more possible. So the first is something I know we have talked about on the podcast before is to intend to keep them because the biggest weakness with resolutions, at least the way that they are conceptualized and portrayed in the current world, comes from the fact that people, when they talk about resolutions or set resolutions, they inherent in that idea is that they aren't meant to be kept. And that's why there is so many jokes about the idea of your new year's resolutions and how quickly are they going to disappear? How quickly are you going to forget? How quickly are you going to move on? And that is just part of the established narrative when it comes to resolutions, that they are something that sure we think about them and we set them because on some level they are important to us, but there is no real intentionality or commitment that comes along with it. And I was reflecting recently on just the word resolution and the commitment and resolve that is inherent in that name and in the name of our podcast, right? The Resolve Podcast. And how much I love that idea and that that is the foundation and the backbone of setting resolutions because when you're setting any other kind of goal, you don't have that inherent commitment or resolve that's even in the name of what you're doing. Sure, goal setting is nice, and that is how most people choose to approach this idea and topic, but I think there is something so powerful when you are coming to this idea of identifying what you want for your future and then beginning to take the steps to make that 
into reality. And when you can approach that from the idea of you are resolved within yourself to make this possible and the commitment that is inherent within that to yourself and to that future and to taking all of the steps along the way in order to get there. So I will get off of my resolution related soapbox now, but the number one tip or my first tip to keeping your resolutions is to intend to keep them, setting it with the intention in mind that it is something that you are going to follow through on. It's not something that you're gonna to get to June 1st or even January 2nd and have moved on from or forgotten about because you said it without the intention of actually following through. If you want to keep them, you have to intend to keep them. So number two, is to keep them front of mind throughout the year. Because let's be real, if we get to January 2nd or June 1st and we have forgotten about our resolutions, then we're not gonna be keeping them. So there are, of course, a variety of ways that you can do this. I know some people like actual physical manifestations. They'll print out the list or they'll write down their list or just the one resolution they're working on and they will post it prominently, maybe on the corkboard. Other people like sticky notes on the mirror. I tend to just keep my resolutions in the notes app of my phone. I have a note there and that's where I collect all my ideas as I'm conceptualizing what I want to approach in a certain year. So yes, my <laughs> note for next year is getting quite developed. And then sometimes I'll add like emojis or other things to spoof it up a little bit, sometimes related to my word of the year or the tasks themselves. And then of course I add like the little check mark emoji whenever I cross something off. You could also do it as a checklist. So you hit the little button and it checks it off. You could do it in your reminders app. You could get an app specifically for this. I've not designed one, but I know people have joked that I should. There's any number of ways, right? You, you can write it down. I normally write down my resolutions physically at least once to get that manifestation of them in the world. So there's any variety of ways that you can keep them front of mind throughout the year. You could set them as your phone background. You could set reminders on your calendar to pop up frequently, especially if it's something that's supposed to be recurring. You can put them on your calendar. Really, there is any number of ways that you can keep resolutions front of mind throughout the year. But if we don't do that, if we don't keep them front of mind, then it's gonna be much more difficult to keep them, if not impossible, because we're not gonna be thinking about them, so we're not gonna be thinking about how we can make progress, and then we're not gonna be following through on any of those steps that are necessary to make progress. So number two, keep them in front of mind throughout the year. Number three is to set up some kind of accountability, preferably with someone else who is setting resolutions too, because while it's just as nice to be working towards your resolutions with people who have set similar goals or who just have quote unquote goals in general, there's something particularly powerful, I think, to approach a new year in that energy of what are the things that we are going to accomplish in this coming year, the things that we are resolved <laughs> to do, and to have the accountability, especially as you progress through the year, you have that mindset of like, we're going to be checking in over the course of this year specifically with these intentions in mind. And that's something that I think Heidi and I have been able to highlight through the podcast this year. She first came and we shared about our goals for this year in episode number 16. And we talked about accountability and the role that it plays in working towards our goals and reaching our goals. And then we gave you another glimpse into our goal setting conversations with our mid-year goal update in episode 42. And we talked then about the importance of reviewing your goals. And Heidi will be back on the podcast. She was here again last week talking about the four tendencies in episode 62, but she's gonna be back again very soon. I'm not gonna say how soon, but very soon to give our final goal setting update of the year. And I think that those conversations perfectly encapsulate and I'm sure sell you on all of the reasons why accountability is so fun and powerful and can make such a big difference when you're working towards your resolutions. And 
I'm very fortunate that Heidi is someone else who loves resolutions and the idea of them and setting them. And it's something that we've been able to do together for years, which has only deepened our friendship and our connection. And I have other friends too. I had a great conversation with a bunch of friends at the end of last year. We went out to a holiday dinner and we were sitting around all talking about where we wanted to be at the end of this year. And that conversation itself has come up many times throughout this year. And we've used it as a touchstone and a remembrance point. As we all talked about, remember just a few months ago when we had that conversation and look where we all are now and the progress we're making and the things we're doing and these unexpected things that came up along the way that totally changed the course of some of our lives and others less so, but that doesn't mean we aren't still making intentional progress on the things that we discussed there. And it's so powerful to have that to look back on. And I know pretty much everyone at that table has come to me really recently and said how they hope we're going to do something like that again this year and how excited they are for that opportunity. It is so powerful to have accountability with other people who are as committed to pursuing similar things in their own life. It doesn't have to be the same thing. You don't have to have the same focus. You don't have to be in the same season of life, but to be approaching the year with the same intentionality and desire to make progress on whatever matters to you, whatever is in alignment with your values is such a powerful position to be in. Okay. So after you have set some kind of accountability and preferably with someone else who is setting resolutions, my fourth top tip to keeping your resolutions is to look for inspiration from those who have done it before you. So this could be from resolutions in general. I think that through all the guests we've had on the podcast who have been able to accomplish so many amazing, wonderful things from starting businesses, to writing books, to saving money, to making money and to exercising and eating healthy, pretty much anything you can think of. We've had someone on the podcast to talk about it. And so we can look to them for specific inspiration about those specific things that they are experts in, or just in general, like what it is to set goals and keep goals. Some of them set resolutions, some of them don't, but you can still conceptualize and take so much wisdom away from what they shared and apply it to your own goal setting or resolution setting journey. So whether you turn to the experts we've had on the podcast or other people out there, I've said it before and I will say it again, that there are people out there who have done the things that you want to do, or at least something very similar. And so they, chances are, have faced some of the same challenges that you have, or more likely the exact challenge that you're facing right now the exact challenges you're facing, the exact things that you're struggling with that you think are gonna keep you from reaching your goal. And even if not the exact same situation, then there's probably someone who's working towards a different goal, who's facing a similar struggle, and you can learn from them as well. So there is so much to be gained from the commonalities of our human experience. And as resolution setting relates to that, it's no different. We can turn to those people who've done the things that we wanna do or done similar things, but gone through similar struggles and we can learn from them to gain the more tactical tips and tricks about what we need to do strategically, but also the mindset and to gain the wisdom and understanding that's necessary to keep moving forward. So just because we haven't been able to achieve something in our own life yet, doesn't mean it's impossible. And by looking to those who have been able to achieve it before us, we can be reminded of that and inspired to keep going while still figuring out and learning what it's gonna take for us to keep moving forward and take whatever that next step may be. Okay, so the fourth top tip was to look for inspiration from those who have done it before you. And my fifth top tip is to create a vision for where you are going to be on December 31st. So this is something that you can't do with goal setting. You can set a particular time limit if you want to. Let's say if you're going to run a marathon, you probably know which day you're gonna run the marathon. It's on your calendar. So you can set a vision based around that. So ideally that vision is going to fuel you all through your training as you work towards that marathon <laughs> and running that marathon and completing that marathon ideally. But most goals don't have that. Even if you are going back to school or starting a business, you can conceptualize 
where you're gonna be a year from now or at graduation or your business earning six figures or something like that, writing a book and being a published author. But it doesn't often have a particular time frame associated with it unless it's something arbitrary. Like today may be June 18th, but I am going to write this book in a year and next June 18th I will be done. Like that's nice, but that is very arbitrary as opposed to knowing every year, December 31st is the last day of the year. And if you set your goals and resolutions with the intention of I'm starting them on January 1st and I want to be done or at least be checking in on December 31st, you have that inherent time frame that you are approaching your resolutions from. And we can begin very strategically to create a vision of on December 31st next year, where do I wanna be? Who do I wanna be? What do I wanna be doing? And it's not so much about, I'm gonna be in my nice sparkly dress with a glass of champagne on my hand, staring out at the New York City skyline. Like sure, that could be nice. And maybe that's the vision that you wanna have for December 31st. But it's much more about, I want to be enjoying ringing in the new year, whatever that may actually look like in that moment. And I wanna be celebrating and proud of the fact that I have published a book this year and I have graduated from grad school this year and I have put myself out of my comfort zone and done some fun things that I wanted to do for a really long time. And I want to have increased the connection with the people in my life. And I wanna be better at typing. I wanna increase my effectiveness in that area. And I want to have read books inspired and encouraged me and that were fun and educational and entertaining. And so that's a glimpse at the kind of vision that I created for December 31st. That is the person that I hope to be on December 31st and the person that I have been able to become all this year as I work work towards accomplishing those things. And so it is super exciting to be that much closer and now very close to becoming that person and to be able to celebrate that on December 31st. And sure, I have some ideas of what I wanna be wearing and doing on December 31st as we approach midnight, but but it really have to do with any of those things, my vision for the year. And I'll be sharing in an upcoming episode just how off my vision for the end of last year was. So stay tuned for that. But Ultimately, what you're doing in that moment does not really matter as much as the person you have become in that moment and how that vision of that moment and the person you become and the things you have done and the things you are celebrating, how that can inspire you and motivate you and commit you to taking the action all year long to get to that point. So after we've created a vision, my sixth top tip for keeping your resolutions is to have a plan for when the plan doesn't work because things pretty much never go according to plan. So being prepared, especially if we are following what we believe to be the way something that has to happen, and especially if we have not baked in a little bit of flexibility to that, even in our mindset of how we're approaching it, it can be very difficult when something does not go exactly the way that we thought it was gonna go or planned it would go or hope it would go. And so we have to be ready and to know when we come back from vacation and we haven't gone to the gym for the last two weeks, how are we going to restart that habit? Or when you come back from vacation and get sick, so you were ready to start going back to the gym and then you got sick and that was a new wrench in your plan. So what are you gonna do when that happens? Or what are you gonna do when you've been eating healthy all month and then all of a sudden you get a last minute invitation to a friend's birthday party and there is gonna be cake? Or when you go to the birthday party, you eat the cake and then you come home and beat yourself up about it. What is gonna be your plan in that moment? And so once we know what our resolutions are and we have set them, like we talked about back in episode 49 about creating a resolution roadmap and overcoming obstacles, when we set a goal, we have a pretty good idea of the obstacles that we're gonna face along the way to completing it and checking it off. And so it is so powerful to be able to anticipate those and 
we can't always preempt them in such a way that they don't occur. Sometimes we can, but when the plan doesn't go the way that we thought it would, even though sometimes we know that these wrenches are gonna come into our plans, we can be then prepared and know exactly what we need to do to get back on track, to keep moving. Uh, of course, with taking the appropriate time and respect for ourselves that we may need to give ourselves a break, to not just push ourselves at 100% all of the time. And so, the plan for when the plan doesn't go according to the plan is going to be different for everyone. And it's going to be based on you and the resolutions that you've set and probably how much time is left in the year. But by creating that plan and being willing to shift it as the resolution shifts maybe, or as the year goes on, or as you grow, you're going to be in a much better position to keep making progress regardless of what point of the year it is or what you're working on. Okay, then number seven, my number seven top tip for keeping your resolutions is to recognize your progress throughout the year. Because let's be real, when we sometimes defer to, well, on December 31st, in that vision that I've created, I'm going to be toasting all of the success that I've created. And that is nice, and I hope that you are certainly doing that, but we have to take the time all throughout the year to recognize the progress that we're making, especially on habit-related goals like eating healthy or going to the gym or getting to bed on time or getting enough sleep or getting up on time. Those kinds of things that don't have a yes, I am done because you will probably never be done with that kind of thing. It is important to recognize that success that you have had, or even if you're working on a bigger goal, the incremental progress that you are making towards achieving it or checking it off is so important. And we specifically talked about why celebrating your success is so important back in the episode New Year's Eve and the importance of celebrating and visualizing, which was a bonus episode from December 31st last year. So if you wanna know why celebrating is so important, check out that episode, but it is important. It is important for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that it reinforces our self-confidence and our self-trust, which as we know is both the reason that we want to really achieve our goals, the underlying reason and the driving force behind being able to do that. Recognize your progress and the success that you have had all throughout the year, not just on December 31st. My number eight top tip for keeping your resolutions is to not forget that a year is an entire year, but that a year is also only a year. So that sounds confusing, but it's basically this. Recognize that you can accomplish so much over the course of a year. That is why I love the idea of creating a 21 for a 21 list or a 22 for a 22 list or a 23 for a 23 list because it's so fun just to have that many goals that are correlated with whatever year it is and to be able to make progress and to incorporate big things and little things all together into one list and focus for the year. But you can only accomplish that many things because you have an entire year in which to do so. And if they were all completely life-changing, path-altering things, it would probably be impractical to think that all of those things are gonna happen in a year. It's impossible to get your first job and retire most likely in the same year. So a year is a year. You can make a ton of progress. You can check off 22 goals or double that if you want to. You can check off as much as you want to, but you have to keep in mind that a year is only a year and you have the rest of your life ahead of you. You don't have to accomplish everything altogether all at one time. And so you have a year, but you also only have a year. So being realistic about what that means for you and for the season of life you're in and for what you actually want and for what's in alignment and for what goes together and what maybe doesn't, for what other people are needing from you, at this point in your life, or maybe what they're not. And taking all of that into account can be helpful to help you determine that in this year that you have, which is 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days, what can you realistically and reasonably accomplish in that time? But where is that line between pushing yourself to growth and pushing yourself too much, particularly within the time frame of this year that you are setting your resolutions based off of? Okay, and then my number nine tip is to not be afraid to defer things into later in the year. In fact, plan on it. 
Um, and this goes back to the last one, because you have an entire year, it does not mean that everything has to start and end January 1st, December 31st. My starting this podcast is the perfect example. It was one of my goals last year, but I knew pretty much from the beginning of the year that it was something that I wasn't probably going to be releasing until September. And that was because I needed initial time at the beginning of the year to do other things and to get ready to launch the podcast, to get a microphone and start recording episodes, figure out how to edit all of that. But I also wanted to release a significant amount of episodes before the end of the year and the start of the next year. So I figured September was the perfect time and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I was able to plan that out then of course, and then get everything done. And it was a resolution and it got done that year, but I was able to defer it later in the year because I knew that I had that much time um, and I fit in well with everything else that I was undertaking to do. So don't be afraid to defer things until later in the year. I also shared recently on the podcast a few weeks ago in episode 61 about copy and pasting your thoughts, but I also gave an insight into my running related goal, which I hadn't been able to check off <laughs> up to the point I recorded that episode. And then just a couple days later, I did check it off, which I'll be sharing about more in my goal update episode. But I knew, and I was not pressuring myself because I knew I had this entire year to reach that goal. And it actually enabled me to experience growth in so many other unexpected areas, which was so interesting and totally unexpected. And I wasn't merely deferring with the idea from a procrastination place of I'll do it later, or this is too hard or too difficult, but it was giving myself the time and the space to cultivate the internal growth and the skills necessary to achieve what I wanted to, that enabled me to do that and then actually accomplish so much more than I was expecting it related to running in my life, which as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, one of those early episodes, I talked about how much I hate running. So I have come a long way even just since then. And you all have been able to be privy to that <laughs> just a little bit. So don't be afraid to defer things to later in the year, not just January 1st. You don't have to start all of your new habits on January 1st. It's okay to let it be when it is and to let it fall where it's going to and to intentionally plan on that. Don't just assume because you have the whole year, it'll just happen later. It is helpful to create some plan and idea around that. And when these things are gonna happen later, just because you say they're gonna happen later doesn't mean they will. So when exactly is later, but you do have the entire year during which you can accomplish these things. Okay, and then my last and final tip is to celebrate your success at the end of the year and to recognize the realization of your vision. So when you get to December 31st, it may or may not look like the life that you had thought you would, but more importantly, it may not feel like the life that you thought you were working towards. And you may not feel as proud as you feel like you should, or as proud as you thought you were going to when all of those things have become reality in your life and you have kept your resolutions and accomplished your goals. And that is okay, because I think a lot of us feel that way. We begin to think that our success is inevitable at some point along the way, or especially if you checked off some of those goals earlier in the year, by the time you get to December 31st, it's a shrug moment because it's done. And of course it was going to get done. And so that's okay to not feel those emotions maybe as intensely as we feel like we should. But as we know, our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our actions and our actions create our results, which <laughs> if you want to dive more into that thing that I just rushed through, we talked about the life coaching model and what that means way back in episode 21. If you want to dive into that a bit more, but so we know that in order to cultivate the feeling that we want to, all we have to do is to change our thoughts. And so begin to consider what it is you're thinking and believing about yourself and about your resolutions and about your goals that is not allowing you to feel the pride and the success that you want to in that moment. Because even that, as we've talked about on the podcast, is a skill. Being able to celebrate your success and to be proud of yourself and to generate those emotions based on what you're believing about yourself and your ability to reach goals and about the goals themselves, that is a skill. 
And so being able to get good at celebrating yourself and to be proud of yourself, those are skills you're absolutely not going to regret cultivating. And they're something that we have an opportunity to do about our success all year long, but especially at the end of the year, often when we slow down and take a bit more time to do that as we plan the next year and to reflect on all of those things that we have done and achieved and accomplished. So celebrate your successes all year long, but especially at the end of the year, as you recognize how your vision has aligned, maybe how it hasn't, because it's not always going to be perfect, but to take the time to intentionally cultivate those feelings that you want to, which is really what that vision is all about, that the pride and the success and the accomplishment and the self-confidence and the self-trust that you have achieved in that moment. And then that is what's going to really kick off your new year as you pursue new resolutions and new goals with all that you've learned from the previous set and the last year. So keep going, use these top 10 tips to reach your resolutions and everything else that we've talked about on the podcast to do just that. Because I have absolute confidence and belief that anyone who sets a resolution with the intention to keep it because it's in line with their values and that they are committed to doing so, to figuring it out, to overcoming the obstacles and to using all of these tools, I have no doubt that over time, probably throughout the year, it's going to become inevitable. And then something that we will all be toasting together at the end of the year. So I encourage you today to resolve to grab one of these top 10 tips, maybe one that surprised you, or maybe one that you want to hold tightly to you a little bit this next year as you set your goals and resolutions. Or if you want to, you can take this whole list and apply them because like I said, it's the top 10 tips. So they will come in handy along the way as you set your resolutions. And then as you live the year necessary, to check them off and to complete them and to carry them out. And as hard as it is to believe, we are getting back to that time of year once again. So right now I am reading 800 Grapes, which is a novel by Laura Dave. And it's ironic because the only reason I'm listening to that audiobook is because for some reason, one of my audiobook apps totally glitched out and stopped working and I can't get it to work. So I'll keep messing with that. But I went to my other audiobook app, which I don't like as much, but I've had this book saved for a super long time and I was out on the go. I only had a few audiobooks downloaded and honestly, several of them are ones that I have started and stopped because of my resolution to read books I like more and they didn't really catch my attention. This is one that I hadn't started, but it had been downloaded for a while and I hadn't started it. So I wasn't entirely sure whether or not I would like it, but I had read last year or the year before the last thing he told me by Laura Dave, which I really liked, which is what led me to this book. And so I was willing to give it a shot and I loved it much earlier than I do most books. It really caught my attention at the beginning, especially with such an innocuous title. I was not entirely sure what it was about or where the book was going. I will admit I have not given up my habit of starting books without reading the back cover. So this was one I really did not know what it was about, but I am not quite done with it yet, but I am really enjoying it and just the setting and the characterization and the writing is all really strong and powerful. So I think this is probably gonna be one of my favorite novels from the year. And I don't normally like novels. I normally like something with a bit more mystery or thrill to it, but this one I am really liking. So I'm curious to see how it wraps up. I think I know, and I think I knew from very early on, but whether or not I am right, I was surprised by this book. And I was reminded that sometimes the good things are there. They're just waiting for us to recognize them. And so that was a good reminder to me too, as I dove into this book somewhat hesitantly, but was pleasantly surprised really from the very first page. And then today I want to toast the start of the holiday season. We are officially into it now, but I have seen a lot of people who seem to dive in much earlier than normal this year, and I am not sure how I feel about that. I have resisted until just now, finally getting out the decorations and letting myself listen to holiday music. I have indulged in more than my fair share of peppermint mochas, though I will admit, all throughout November. But I am ready and excited for the holiday season. I'm not sure I'm ready for this year to wrap up. It's been quite a year, 
and I have learned so much and I have loved it and it has been a lot of work. So I am ready for kind of the rest and reflection that this year brings. I'm ready to wrap up quite a few exciting things as we enter this last month of the year. But I'm also just proud and excited of what this year has meant. And I'm excited for the holiday season to be kind of the culmination of everything. And as you all know, my most favorite time of the year. I am ready to dive into it now with gusto. And with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.